All right, we're back with another episode of Failure is Progress. I am Frankie Ortega, along with Keith Barber again. Keith, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well, sir. Yourself? Very good, very good. Thank you. We had a lot of positive feedback from a lot of the athletes at our gyms. So thank you guys to everyone who listened. We do want to ask you to like and subscribe, obviously, if you can. It helps us a lot and keeps us motivated to do more of these podcasts. Today, we're going to be talking about a specific thing that me and Keith were talking about this week, which is our favorite groups to coach. Obviously, it doesn't mean we have lesser groups that, that we don't care about as much, but whenever we do this, there's a lot of love involved in it. We obviously aren't getting rich coaching, so I would say the fulfillment and satisfaction, self-satisfaction part of this is, is definitely the biggest part, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Uh, fulfillment is going to be huge. Um, I'm the type of person that just needs a purpose in my life. If I'm um, doing a job or something where it's just for the money, I probably won't do <laughs> well at all, if I'm being honest. So having that fulfillment is is huge for me. Which leads us to the topic, you know, which, which is your favorite group? I'm not going to say favorite class because that's not really fair, but I'll give you my example. When I started, I started coaching kids. Um, I get so much satisfaction out of seeing the younger generation grow and seeing them get involved with what we've fallen in love with, which is CrossFit or fitness in general. Um, what is your favorite group to coach? Um, you asked me this a couple of days ago, and it was really difficult because I just love coaching. Um, but as you know, I am a giant nerd. Um, so I, I kind of diving into that fact, I kind of realized that it's like the, the, um, the margin athletes, the, the pure beginners or like the, um, older aged, <laughs> okay. um, um, uh, whatever the politically correct way is, the masters, the masters, yeah, there we go. The masters, um. Uh, are really fun. They they are usually really receptive to um, to coaching, and um, they just want to learn more. And they like, lack of a better phrase, they have more to overcome usually. So I get to be more creative with my scaling options. I get to um, maybe connect more on like a personal level because we all go through pain. So I can always relate to somebody on a pain level. Um, yeah, they, they normally have something that they are either trying to overcome or they just don't know anything about like health and fitness. So there's just so much to learn and you really get to dive deep uh, with those beginner or master's athletes. I'll tell and you one thing that I love about master's athletes. We'll, we'll call them master's athletes, but you know, the, the older generation, they always seem to have such a good mood they come in you know obviously they're they're further on in life you know they probably have grandchildren um, or older older children and it just seems like they enjoy life so much more which is such a an awesome thing to be around sometimes when we get younger athletes obviously they're they're working harder and they're trying to strive for something specific usually performance oriented with the older athletes who are just trying to be better you know they want to walk without getting tired they want to hike without getting tired they want to be able to do their groceries and lift their groceries 
They want to be able to play with their grandchildren. Their goals aren't the same. So when they come into the gym, there's a less, uh, less of a chip on their shoulder, so to speak. For sure. And, and they're usually so happy and, and fun. And, and it allows us to really get over that hurdle that we have with some of the younger athletes. And that's one of the things that I love. You know, we have, we have an athlete at the Groveland gym recently who started. She's 77, Carmencita. We love Carmencita. She, uh, she's such a trip, man, because as long as you put some, some music to move to, in between sets, she'll just dance to it. And she's like, there's no place to dance around here. So this is my dance floor now. Nice. And I love it. You know, she's got that yeah. upbeat spirit. And obviously, she's not trying to go for, you know, deadlift PRs or, or push press PRs. She's just trying to be healthy. And it's so fun to have that optimism, you know, coming from, from our master's athletes. Yeah. But what's her friend time? No, I don't kidding. know what her friend <laughs> time is. Uh, no, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely um, agree with that. They they usually, like you said, don't have that chip on their shoulder. Um, I, I have to... You mentioned that they don't they don't quite work as hard. And I understand what you meant. They don't have the same work capacity, so they're not going to push to the same limits. Correct. But um, it, it's baffling to me sometimes when uh, we have like Rebecca Frolic, who comes to our life class at 1030, who I ask her how she's doing today. And she's like, everything hurts. <laughs> she's just <laughs> like, all of my arthritis is inflamed right now. All of it hurts. But I'm glad I'm here. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you're here, too. And we are going to do whatever we need to do to make sure you get a good workout today. Um, so so in that regard, I think they they work way harder than us. Just just the mental hurdle of waking up. All of your joints are super stiff and like takes you an hour just to warm up for your day. Not even the workout, just yeah. for your day, you know. <laughs> um, so I, I definitely huge respect in that regard. It's so inspiring, really, man. I yeah. I just hope one day when I get to that age, I'm still involved this way and, and doing all this because, like I said, it, it's it's just inspiring. Um, you know, my, my parents, as much as I love them, aren't very fitness oriented. I wish they were, uh, but they're not fitness oriented. So being able to see that is really mind blowing to me to, to see the older community come in. And a lot of them you know, they haven't been doing this for a long time. There are some that have been, you know, 10 or 15 years in the fitness world. But a lot of them are coming into this for the first time mm. in their lives. And, you know, we're talking 60, 70 plus, in some cases, even 80. And they're walking into a CrossFit gym. And that alone is just, it's insane. To me, I don't think that I could be at that age and not have a fitness background and walk into something. I, I assume that it's very scary for them. Your way, like I said, they, they have less of that chip on their shoulder of trying to compete for going to the CrossFit games and more about trying to play with their children or grandchildren. And that I think is the biggest motivator of all. So kudos to them for sure. And, and switching to the opposite of that, like I said, my favorite group to coach is the kids. I just have a soft spot for them, you know, with my two children, specifically Maddie, who's eight years old. She just competed in her first CrossFit competition. And she's actually the reason why I got into CrossFit to begin with, because she said, hey, dad, I know you want to go check out that gym. Let's go check it out. 
And after about two or three times of, of not doing it, I finally went and she's always so optimistic and she's so confident in herself. And CrossFit has added a lot of that, a lot of the confidence specifically. And it's great to see the other young athletes get that. You know, when I was a kid, I, I played a little bit of baseball. I didn't have the opportunities that these kids have in our gyms to see their parents work out and then come in and work out with their parents and then do the same workout as their parents. You know, Maddie coming in and doing deadlifts on the same day that I'm doing deadlifts. She sees that and she strives for something and she's like, I can do the same things my dad does. So there's a lot yeah. of, especially when you guys are using the same bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially, <laughs> yeah. My eight year old's deadlifting 300 pounds. No, no, that is not happening. But yeah, it, it is, it is inspiring to watch these kids. And truthfully, as a coach, another big thing that, that I've noticed and it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's, yeah, it is. It's it's kind of equal when you when you come into to coach adults and you come in and you coach children and you see the similarities. Like adults really are just children with responsibilities. In some cases, we're worse than the kids, right? So it, it's fun to see the community aspect come into class and you know you have your adult class and they're all just clowning with each other and playing with each other and then you go and you coach the kids class and sometimes the kids are even more serious than the adults. <laughs> But it's great to see them come in and take it seriously. Uh, you know, we have Claire, we have Ellie, a couple of, of other athletes who have gone and, and done their actual competitions. Um, and, and they've actually podiumed. Like, it's incredible to watch these kids compete with other children. And it's inspiring to me. You know, like I said, I didn't have that growing up. And seeing them do it, it makes me want to be a better coach for them. I want to make sure that they're doing the movements safely. I want to make sure they're doing the movements properly, but I also want to make sure that it's fun for them because at the end of the day, fitness should be fun. We don't want these children growing up, becoming, you know, preteens, teenagers, and then adults and having that same mindset that a lot of people have where it's like, oh, I have to wake up and I have to go to the gym today. Or, you know, I want them to look forward to going to the gym. Uh, Maddie, for example, I can't get her out of the gym. She's, she wakes yeah. up and she's like, Hey dad, what's the workout today? What time are we going? Let's get going. And it's, it's amazing. And truthfully, the, the benefits for the human body are huge, but the benefits for the mind are even bigger. So being able to set these children up for success is huge in my opinion. And that's why they're my favorite group. I can't wait to get more of them in the gym. You know, then, then we also have our teenager group, which includes Zoe, who I can't speak highly enough of, but she just got first place at her previous competition and kudos to her. She went in and really just killed it. She straight up killed it, but it wasn't even the competitive side that, that really blew my mind watching Zoe, you know, watching how she treated the other girls from the gym that came with her was really impressive. She showed up, she got custom shirts done for them. She did all their hair. She braided their hair so they'd all have the same look. And she really, she was a leader. Absolutely. She was a leader. Yeah. 
And that was incredible. And, and I've seen her do it in the gym time and time again, but seeing her do it in a competitive atmosphere at a competition was insane. So again, it goes back to what I was saying, you know, seeing them start at a younger age, I think Zoe's been doing this for five, six, maybe even more than that, five or six years, seeing who she's grown up to be already, and she's 15 years old. So in another four or five years, it's going to be incredible to see what she can do. Yeah. Um, and Zoe is just a, a different, different breed of, of teenager mindset wise. Um, the, the way that she, like you said, looks after the, the younger generation, um, she's already shadowing you and shadowing, uh, our other coach Gabriel for the, um, kids classes. You know what I mean? She's what, 14, 15, she's 15, somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, so to, to have that mindset that you want to be a mentor, you want to, uh, educate the next generation and, and in a way, or in a sense, give back to, um, all the people that have fed into you and inspired you is just incredible. And then to do that at 15 years old, like I would not have even imagined <laughs> doing yeah. anything close to that at 15, you know? Um, so that's, yeah, it's certainly different, you know, growing up the typical sports, basketball, football, baseball, it, it's so easy for our parents to say, oh, okay, you know, we're going to get you on the soccer field and we're going to take you once a week to go play soccer because it's such a, a popularity thing. You know, it, these are the popular sports. It's the sports that everybody watches, sports that everybody knows. CrossFit in and of itself is not as popular as a sport, but I think it's extremely popular as a fitness program. Um, for adults. So seeing these kids get into the gyms is is really beneficial. If if anyone listening to this has a child that they're thinking about putting in a CrossFit gym, don't think about it anymore. Enroll them in a CrossFit gym, allow them the opportunity to understand how to build their confidence, how to build their fitness and create these habits at a young and early age because it's really beneficial for them. Um, and not just for their fitness, but like we said, like for for life, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I, I, we, we will never know for sure, but I would like to believe that Zoe probably wouldn't have be, wouldn't be the person that she is now if she hadn't had the experiences in CrossFit that she had, you know what I mean? So. Absolutely. I mean, being able to do hard things and overcome obstacles on a frequent basis is just part of life. Right. Yeah. And when you instill that in someone in one realm, they can translate it to so many others. So sure. it's definitely beneficial. I'm 100% positive she is who she is because of CrossFit. And I'm sure her parents would agree. Well. And speaking of the groups that we do like, let's flip it over and talk about the groups we don't like. Well, real quick. Um, so the, like I said, uh, the margins is where I kind of uh, really enjoy coaching. So I love the, the beginners and our master's athletes. But then on the other side of that spectrum is like, are advanced athletes most of the time <laughs> if they're very receptive to coaching then i love coaching advanced athletes uh if they're not so um receptive to coaching then obviously it just makes the job so much harder and i end up caring more about their fitness than they do uh, <laughs> because i want them to be good better right. but they won't listen to me so i can't help make them better uh, but yeah, I really love having those deep dives with our more advanced athletes and being like, okay, like on your bar muscle ups, instead of doing this, I want you to do that. And then, 
uh, instead of like resting for your recovery, you can have a recovery protocol that does this and that. And, you know, just really having those uh, super deep conversations about how to get to that next level as an advanced athlete. I think this is an interesting conversation specifically for you and me, right? Because you've been doing this for so much longer than I have. I haven't really had the opportunity to work with someone who is coming into the gym negative, who is coming into the gym un, uninspired or unmotivated. Uh, just about everyone that I've worked with, and if you're listening to this, thank you all for being so good about this. But everyone that comes into my gym comes in inspired and motivated. And even if they come in you know, a little tired because it's 6 a.m. or 5 a.m., as soon as as soon as those joints get lubed up and and that heart rate gets going, they're all in, man. And for me, it really makes coaching not just easier, but it gives me a bigger sense of satisfaction because instead of me trying to worry about that person and how they're feeling, I can worry about trying to make sure they're doing the movements right, making sure that they're doing everything safely. But tell me from your perspective of doing this for so long, I know that you've dealt with this. What is that like when you have a class, let's say you have a class of eight people and one or two of those people come in, maybe they come in late, they come in unmotivated, they really don't want to work out. And I can say this because I've been one of them. <laughs> I've, I've come to the gym and yeah. I've said, you know what, I really don't want to be here today. What, what is that like from your perspective? Um, I'm definitely a lot more equipped to handle something like that now than I was probably five, six years ago. Um, five, six years ago, it would have just frustrated the hell out of me and I wouldn't have coached you the rest of the hour. I would have just been like, fine, you don't want to be here. I don't want to coach you. <laughs> um, now, like I said, I've, I've matured a lot. I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way, unfortunately, but, um, yeah, now it, it's kind of assessing them mentally where they're at. So, and, and this is going to be my nerdy side, but <laughs> So when we talk about high intensity, we're not just talking about the physicality or the, the, your, your uh, physiology being able to handle certain loads or certain um, intervals or whatever the case is. There's also that mental side of intensity that we have to take an account for. So if you're not mentally ready to sprint or to do a broad jump or whatever, um, you're probably not going to recruit as much of your physiology as you could to accomplish that task. So when we are warming up our athletes and things like that, we need to assess not only their physical abilities, but also where they are mentally. Um, and then once you do assess that, you can kind of, um, for lack of a better phrase, coax them into a better mental place right. so that they are ready to handle those things. Or it'll allow you to... Um, maybe modify the workout or scale the workout so that the workout is tailored to where they are mentally that day. If you come in and you just had a crappy weekend, you know what I mean? Your, your kids were running around crazy all weekend. Your wife's getting on your nerves, you know, like they do. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> um, and then you just come in and you're just like, you, you can tell on somebody's face, they're just stressed out. You know, their boss just yelled at them over the phone and they haven't even gotten to work yet. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. one of those days you can just tell, um, that day you're like, Hey, how about we just, just move a little bit. Your whole goal is to just forget everything that's not inside these four walls yeah. and just move, get some blood pumping, have some high fives, smile a little bit. If you don't feel like smiling, that's okay. Don't smile. 
Um, but just move and hang out with your friends. Like, don't think of this as a gym right now. Right now, this is just a safe space for you to enjoy yourself and maybe move a barbell or move a kettlebell or whatever the case is. That that reminds me of exactly what happened a few months back when I messaged you. We were we were chatting the two of us and and our buddy Jake, and I said, "Man, I, I feel like garbage today. I really don't feel like doing anything." And you said, "Cool, just come in and hang out. Don't don't worry about lifting. Don't worry about picking up a barbell. Don't worry about doing anything. Just come in and hang out. Maybe maybe foam roll a little bit while you watch everybody else do it." And I said, "You know what? I'm gonna do that." And I showed up and. Um, I did end up lifting, <laughs> but just going in made me feel better. It helped me clear my mind a little bit. And then, you know, chatting with Jake, we, we started hyping each other up. Jake is the biggest hype man on the planet. And then, you know, back and forth, we just started, you know, motivating each other. And I ended up lifting, you know, more than I would have lifted at all if, if I had just gone on my own. And then when I left the gym that day, it, it just changed my entire day. It changed my entire day. And, and that's exactly what it was. It felt like I was invited to go hang out at the bar versus <laughs> going to the gym. Yeah. And now I'm at a point where I work out more days than I don't just because I actually feel bad if I don't go to the gym. And just like you said, you know, even if I just go in and foam roll, even if I just go in and do 10 minutes on the air bike, it always ends up kind of snowballing into something else. I'll come in and just sit for, for five minutes on the air bike without any plan. And the air bike will lead me to farmer carry 200 meters with 70 pound kettlebells. And then I'll end up, you know, doing anything burpees, which I, I hate, but <laughs> you know, it, it just, yeah. it just snowballs. And, and that, that's one of those barriers that we have to break within ourselves, right? You know, a lot of us will get to those barriers and say, you know, I'm not in the mood today, so I'm not going to go. And we'll just roll over in bed and stay or, or we'll throw on some Netflix and we'll watch Netflix instead of going to the gym. And we're not saying you have to go to the gym seven days a week. Actually, that's not the best thing to do, right? But keeping your body active and motivating yourself, especially on those days where you feel like you don't want to, the mental aspect is far greater than the physical aspect. Being able to tell yourself that you can and you should and motivating yourself to get in there, it's really a, it's a huge mental. It's just a release, you know? Exactly. Like you just it's, it's a you get it off your shoulders, you know, you, you start relaxing a little bit. And then I think. Uh, everybody always says, you know, CrossFit's amazing because of the community. CrossFit is amazing for so many more reasons other than the community. But the community is a very important aspect of CrossFit because once you get in there, in, even if your plan was just to go, I'm just going to show up, I'm going to foam roll, I'm just going to get on the bike for 10 minutes, like you said. But then you see everybody else having a good time. You see them lifting some weights and you're yeah. like, damn, I want to do that, you know? Um, so then you want to go and join and you, you know, your friends are there, they're laughing and joking with you. And then they're like, Hey, jump in on the next set. I know you haven't warmed up or whatever, throw 300 pounds on your back. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, and then you, you're just having a good time. Um, so it, it just, just, just coming in. And like I said before, just moving your body can get you to that point where you're just like, all right, now I'm mentally ready to handle the work because it's no longer work 
I'm like you said, just hanging out, lifting the barbell. Honestly, the the only group that I don't enjoy coaching is that people are that aren't receptive to coaching. You know right. what I mean? Like that just it makes everything so much harder. Like as coaches, we already have like a, a pretty difficult job, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> um, we have to be very um, interactive with people. We one, you have to know the information, obviously. Um, you have to know how to move. You have to know how to correct people on how to move. All of that fun stuff. But then you know you have to keep the atmosphere light. You know you don't want to keep making people uncomfortable or making people mad every day because then they're never going to come to your classes and the gym suffers and yada yada yada. Um, so you know you want to keep it light. You want to keep it playful. You want to make sure people are having a good time. But at the same time, you know we are here. To do work so you have to weave in some work as well with the fun of course. um there's a lot going on there and then you just have people in the class who are just like yeah i'm, I'm today i'm not going to do anything that you want me to do today i'm just going to make you work as hard as possible <laughs> for the next 50 minutes let me ask you this question just out of curiosity because i i have my answer but i'm curious what your answer is what is the most difficult part of conducting a class for you on a daily basis? This is not a specific question. Obviously it's, what is it for Keith? Um, that's an interesting question only because in my mind, there's just a ton of variables to that, like different people's personalities and, and um, you know, people's moods that day, stuff like that. Um, but if we're saying, you know, all things equal in a, in a 60 minute class, I would have to say, um, managing my own, um, level of comfortability. So there's a level of comfortable that I can get to where I start to say things that aren't professional or appropriate. Okay. <laughs> I have a very dark sense of humor that offends a lot of people. Um, so if I get too comfortable in class, if I'm clowning around too much, it can start to get into that, like that area where it's, you know, you're stepping over a line, you know, like not everybody is okay with that type of humor, you know, right, what I mean? right, so right. it just gets really uncomfortable. So just managing that but still being genuine, like not trying to shun my, who I really am. Um, so just kind of having that balance of be a professional, but also make sure people are having fun, crack yeah. some jokes, but make sure those jokes are, you know, widely acceptable. You're never going to please everybody, but yeah. you know, you can please most people and that's still going to be okay ish. I think the hardest part for me, <laughs> this is really funny is picking music. <laughs> Oh, dude. Every I, time I walk into the gym, I'm not anxious about whether I can do bar muscle ups or whether I can do double unders. I'm anxious about what playlist I'm going to put on to keep everybody excited. Because if you play the wrong song, people will revolt. <laughs> people will revolt. Very true. I So <laughs> that is literally the only rule I have coaching. And I've told a couple classes this, a couple classes that are like very specific about their music choices. I'm like, hey. I don't. I genuinely don't care what's on. I don't care if it's it's he heavy metal or gangster rap or whatever you want. I don't care if it's country. <laughs> I I listen to the rainbow. I listen to a plethora of things. Um, 
So there's nothing you're going to put on where I'm like, oh, I hate that genre. But if you want me to change the music, you also have to tell me what to put on. Right. You can't just be like, hey, coach, can you change that song? I'm like, oh, change it to what? You have to tell me what to put on. That way I have somebody to blame <laughs> when they don't like this music. Yeah, don't give me the problem. <laughs> give me the solution. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. All right, bro. I think this is another good one. Thank you all for listening to the Failure is Progress podcast presented by Sweat Factory CrossFit. Thank you so much for having us both as coaches and for allowing us to do this podcast. Until the next one, have a good one, guys. Take care.